0: Hey, guys, it's Edge Martinez. They call me the voice of New York. And 50 years ago, hip-hop started right here in New York City, and we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip-hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip-hop.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's
2: nonstop hustle all the time, work,
0: Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the go along podcast a special edition i was gonna say championship sunday but it's monday night now but we're gonna wrap up uh championship sunday here with jim monas my podcast partner and doug whaley joining us from the jump we're lucky enough to have him for the whole show we figured you know it's a pretty big show gotta bring in doug uh for, for the whole hour who knows maybe it goes longer than an hour we'll see what happens so
1: Oh, thanks for having us, having me, let me say that. Um, and it's one of those things, it's bittersweet. Obviously, it was a good weekend of football, but uh, we can see and we know that the end is coming. So that's where it. Uh, it's a little bittersweet for me. I can't wait for it to end. My, <laughs> picks,
0: yes, my picks yesterday were horrendous. I took Green Bay and the Bills, and I learned a very good lesson that we've known on this show, you don't ever go against Patrick Mahomes. You can't do it. It's just that simple.
2: Through this episode as it was, episode number one, right? I mean, you guys you guys know
1: him well. Can't bet against this guy. Well, and like I said last time, when he went out with that concussion, I would have bet the farm that he was going to play. Because just when you look at, the, like I said before, the macro of it, the league needs him playing. And they can't think of a better matchup than Brady, young against the old. Will he pass the torch in Tampa? The first team to play to host a Super Bowl in their home stadium. So the stars are aligned, and it's a great marketing tool. And they'll be able to sell those 30 second spots for two plus million. So it's, it's a it, NFL's a money making machine, and uh, it's part marketing part football but it worked out for him and I knew they were going to make sure they were going to make sure he was out there Mahomes was out there to to give it all he's got to make sure that matchup happened
2: which is why football is what it is now nobody wants to see Case Keenum versus uh Nick Foles in one NFC championship game and Blake Bortles trotting into Foxborough, and yeah, you know they gave the Patriots a game. But that was a pretty brutal championship. So nobody wants that stuff. They want nobody. Mahomes and Brady and Rodgers and Allen. So at the sacri- you know, sacrificing the sport, but that's another conversation. Let's jump right into that game. Okay. Yeah. Bills. waltz right into Arrowhead. They should know what they're getting into. Sean McDermott should know what he's getting into. It's, it's the Chiefs. It's Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. He just won a game by throwing on fourth down with Chad Henney, and I'm just going to get right into it, because it was driving me nuts watching this game, I'm I'm sure a lot of Bills fans as well, to settle for those three field goals, especially the one before the half, but I'm going to go all three, I mean, they're all fourth and shorts, You, you know what you're getting into, you should know, you can't play scared, for all the reasons we talked about on our last podcast, but I felt like he coached scared, cowardly even, and... You know your players kind of take on the personality of, of your coach, and what an opportunity! I mean, Jim, when we were talking about that Andy Reid call, you put it perfect. I think it was you, Jim, like how if you when you go for it in that situation, and you're a player, it's like hell yeah, let's let's up and go. Imagine going for it there at Arrowhead right before the half, you score a touchdown, guys are going nuts. Yeah, we're gonna win this effort. Like let's go. There's a human element in addition to the analytics side that tells you you should go for it. Because everything tells you to go for it. And I felt cutting it to 21-12, why even show up for the third quarter at that point?
0: There's certain teams – I was just going to say, Doug, there's certain teams when you play – when you play Alabama, Clemson, like do you really think three points in the second quarter is going to matter? I mean – what, what is the I – I can't even believe that even enters their mind. I really can't. And and you're playing – Kansas City is basically turning into Clemson and Alabama in college football. They're that good. They really are. And, Doug, I know we were texting a little bit last night. There's a talent gap. And there, there just is. I mean, as, as great as Josh Allen played this year, you saw the difference last night. There's, there's one guy that's clearly the superstar of the NFL one guy who's getting better and, and, you know, improving. But the gap is huge. And I want to throw this out there quick, Doug and Tyler. When are we going to start talking about Tyree Kill as the best receiver in the NFL? And why isn't he considered the best receiver in the NFL?
1: How do you guard him? You, you can't. The reason why you can't talk about him is he's not marketable. His past, that's it. He's his own worst enemy. And if he was didn't have that off-the-field off issues, then I'm not saying – That we should not, we should brush over those. Those are horrific incidents. But if he did not have those, he would be the poster child for the NFL.
0: Uh, Can you imagine?
1: Can you imagine as a safety,
0: uh, being in space against him? Like, I mean, what he did to those corners yesterday in such a small area, I I can't think. Like Odell, I think of Odell as, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the best route runner. Diggs is a great route runner. They aren't even. They're not close to as good. Nobody has that zero to 100 miles per hour like he
1: does. No. He's a, he's a Tesla. He's zero to 60 in three seconds. Yeah. And the closest I ever came, I was a teammate of Curtis Martin at Pitt. And in practice, trying to tackle him was – I still have nightmares of it today. And he isn't half that – well, he's half that. He's not as explosive as Tyreek. And I can only imagine – being in space with Tyreek, I would just, I would just, I would just torpedo and be like, hey coach, I went for it. That's all. That's all you can do is just go for it. You try to break down, and, and you're just, you're gonna look stupid, and you're gonna be not wanting to watch film the next day, covering your eyes like, oh yeah, he broke my ankles.
0: I mean, they literally have the best quarterback in the NFL, the best receiver in the NFL, and the best tight end in the NFL. Oh. And I don't really think it's up for debate at this point.
1: You're right. And, and to go back what you guys were talking about is the coach. There was another time where he gave lip service to something that he truly didn't believe in. He always says, iron sharpens iron. Well, when you're going into Kansas city, you got to bring out that iron and you need to sharpen it because I've always believed you have to knock out the champ in boxing. You, you don't win decisions against the champ. You have to knock them out. And when you're going in there, You need to put everything on the line, and like Kansas City, they know when it's crunch time and it's fourth and one, the coach believes in them to get the job done. If he would have believed in his star quarterback, it would have went a long way, not only in that game. And I'm not saying that the outcome would have been different. I don't think it would have been. But the mindset that he installed in that team in that situation, where this is the AFC championship game, there's no – going home, we want to win, that mindset, that's going to carry on to next year. Now everybody's going to say, oh, during the regular season, oh, it's great to go fourth and one. But when it's single elimination football, when futures are on the line, when legacies are on the line and can be made, you're going to go back to that by the book, oh, let's get some points because we need points. That to me was the biggest disappointing or telling sign of the coach and his mentality when it gets down to critical moments.
2: You're right. This is where legacies are made. These are the games that everybody's going to remember. This is when you can set a tone. And, you know, there's always parallels drawn to the early 90s bills, especially when you're this close to the Super Bowl. And I think it was what the AFC championship game, to your point, Doug, maybe it was the AFC, right, against against Cleveland when we lost in the playoffs and the K-Gun offense was born. You know, they you know, they clearly they went out on a, as high of a note as you can losing the playoff game. And that that did carry over. I mean, they did talk mm-hmm. about all right, this no huddle thing, it can work long term. Let's just make this our whole offense and that's why you can't even really compare the feeling I think that they have now to then. It's it's pretty demoralizing, like you said, to see that talent gap between I mean, and this isn't a knock on Josh Allen, but Patrick Mahomes is on a different stratosphere. And the way you, you coached and the way you played and, and to play not to lose. And, and again, to kind of sit back with your secondary and Patrick Mahomes is going to carve it up. And with the yak, they're going to do whatever they want anyways. And, and offensively to play that passive, um, that's not necessarily the kind of message you want to send your team. I mean, you're right. They, they, they talk so much about going for it, being bold, and you didn't see it.
1: Well, come on, let's think about this. Think of... Josh Allen's mentality, if they on those fourth downs, they would have went for it. And even if they didn't get it, he would have instead of saying, I didn't play well enough, he would have said, The coach trusted me, and yes, I didn't play well enough, but I know I need this offseason to make that take that next step because the coach is going to put it in my hands to win the game. And that's all I can ask for as a quarterback. And if I wanted to be in that rarefied realm of quarterbacks that get to the Super Bowl. I need a a coach that believes in me and puts the ball in my hands. And that would drive him in the off season. I think more than this loss is going to be because he's going to say, no matter what we do, when it gets to to tight games, our coach is going to say, let's get some points.
0: Oh, I don't think like as a coach or a player, it's for me, it's hard to sleep at night knowing like you want to always just after a loss say, shit, we went for it, man, they beat us today. Like we, they can't you can't sit there and feel that way if, if you're Sean right now and saying, you know, I gave my team every opportunity. No, you didn't. You didn't give your players an opportunity. Give them the opportunity to lose the game and don't don't take that away from them. Which it goes back to what you said too, Doug. It's like he this is what he preaches. We've all heard him. And to come up like that, I mean, against your, you know, your mentor and you know he's on the other side, you know he's going for it. He's proven that. Like, there was no – there shouldn't even have been an issue. That should have been, like, the easiest call you have all game. We're, we're not kicking field goals against the Chiefs.
2: And I should correct myself. It was the divisional round game against the Browns. Same point, mm-hmm. though. It's like there was a different feeling then that there is now. So what – when you're watching the game, guys, I mean, we're talking a lot about feeling and emotion and, and attitude and, and taking charge. Like, they should have done all that. Schematically, did it – to me, I mean, I'm no you know personnel guy at all, but it seemed like a team schematically also kind of playing pretty passive too. It was just passive all the way around, offensively and defensively.
1: It was a team that was playing not to lose and playing by the book. And, and I, I said it before, but in those games, tomorrow's not promised. You lay it all out on the field. You pull out every trick play. You go for every fourth down. You pressure – that's maybe my mentality, and it obviously isn't their game plan, but I'd rather go out swinging. I'd rather go out swinging and you knock me out and put a – hey, I was I was giving it on my all instead of saying, oh, let me bob and weave and, and, and try to do this and, and, and try to tire you out and do the rope-a-dope. That's not going to work with the caliber of a quarterback you're facing on that other side, just not.
0: Well, think, I thought it was interesting I thought it was interesting watching both games and we'll talk about the other game, but with Kansas City and Tampa, I thought they clearly were the more physical teams. They 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 just have a nastiness. They dictated, I thought, to both teams. Um and really Kansas City with Buffalo up front was the interior for Buffalo's line got beat, the tackles were struck. I mean it the offensive line got beat up. Josh's feel in the pocket didn't look good. I didn't think he had a good feel. For, I mean, he wasn't recognizing pressure. He was holding – he's trying to stiff-arm guys and extend – like, who does that? Like, that's – you're not in high school. You, these guys are going to get you down. And, and that disappointed me to see all the improvement he made this year. I, I thought that was a little bit of a step back for him last night. As far as that, the, the pocket presence and understanding when a play is dead or when to get rid of the ball. And he wasn't seeing it. He wasn't seeing it last night. And I think that would be concerning. There is a middle ground there, too, because I guess uh, the devil's advocate would say,
2: well, you got to take the bad with the good, Jim. And, you know, this is his freelance and improvisational side. But, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, that comparison gets thrown around a lot. Like, you don't see Ben, in in his prime anyways, taking really bad sacks in those kind of moments with as much as Josh Allen seems to. Right, Doug? I mean, you, you were around him.
1: Yes, and, and it comes back to knowing when a meal can be a meal or when a meal can be a banquet. So if it's a banquet, then you can – depending on the situation, if it's in the playoffs and you're in plus territory on the other side of the 50, and don't take that set. Throw it away. Now, if you're down and it's third and eight and you need to make a big play, try to stiff arm and go for it. That's the difference, and that's the maturity or the maturation of a quarterback. He is not there that yet. The only thing, like Mona said, that makes you nervous, there's another game, Houston last year, now the AFC Championship. He did get you to the AFC Championship, but when the pressure is on in the tightest games, when you need him the most, has he come through for you? In the regular season, he has, but when it means it the most. And, again, where legends are made in the playoffs, he has, again, dribbled down his leg. So where where is his ceiling? Hopefully, for Bill's fans, it's not the AFC Championship. But to know he's going to have to go through Mahomes, will he ever be better than Mahomes? That's the question.
0: Hey, I was thinking about this today all day because of all this crazy quarterback movement that's about to happen in the NFL, and we're about to witness history. I mean, there's, they're saying there's, what, maybe 10, 10. 10 or 12 quarterbacks that are set in stone right now for starting next year. It's going to be wild. But why in the hell would you want to play in the AFC right now? It, the only way the Chiefs are ever going to struggle, it's going to start as soon as Tyreek Hill loses a step, and I don't know when that's going to be or Kelsey loses his step, those two are just – I i haven't given them the proper we, – we talk about Mahomes so much, but that's when I see the fall off for KC happening is when Tyreek and Kelsey lose a step, which is probably not for another five years maybe for those guys. it You're not stopping that team. I don't know how you stop them. I really don't. And, and so these quarterbacks are going to be on the move, and, and the Bills are going to be facing this every year. When, how do you beat Kansas City? That's all you're gonna think about.
1: Completely, <laughs> it's the worst part about it. You get rid of Brady and you get Mahomes, <laughs> right? It's unbelievable. I it mean, unbelievable. Brady
2: tortured the franchise for for two decades, and he goes to Tampa. He's in the Super Bowl over there, and now you got to deal with Patrick Mahomes for God knows how long. But to your point, Doug, too, on that just ceiling. I just that's kind of you know I don't Kurt Warner. Caught a lot of crap. You know, you know that conversation we had in, the, in, in my story would go long, but that's what he's talking about. I mean, you could see it in that moment. I mean, Tony Romo did a great job pointing it out on one of the dropped interceptions in the first half where where Josh Allen is forcing the ball. I think it was Diggs. I can't remember. but He had Cole Beasley underneath, and if he just takes the layup, as Kurt says, just take your layups, that's processing in real time. That's, that's seeing something up. They're in this, but they're changing to this. Pressure's coming here. I got to go there. And um, Spagnola, I mean, I, it, it seemed like he was a step ahead of, of Josh Allen the entire game. And that's where you raise your ceiling mentally. Like, we know he's got a strong arm. We know he's athletic. We know he can do all this stuff. But at some point, I mean, it's almost like he kind of maxed out with that all. And he got to this point where he had to really win in a different way pre-snap. Patrick Mahomes has all the crazy athleticism and all the crazy physical abilities on top of that mental – processing where Josh Allen just isn't, isn't there yet. Maybe that's where a gap exists between the two.
1: And it goes, and I said, I mean, it's it's patience. And, and when Brady was at his best, when he was in New England, he would beat you by nickel and dime you. Edelman for five yards, four yards, six yards. He would just take it. But he was so precise, he was able to do that. And he had that mentality that I'll just keep eating signals, singles, singles, singles. And I'm just going to beat you by playing small ball. And you, sometimes you have to learn that. And he didn't. He hasn't, and he didn't. And it was on display uh, yesterday. It's crazy, too,
2: because, like, one concern Warner had was the deliveries. Like, I don't know if somebody that long levered can be like Brady and get it out. There. But I think we've seen that Allen can do that. Like, his mechanics have improved to a point where he, he can kind of whip it. Um, but maybe it's just not all there, obviously.
1: And, and don't get me wrong. He has – come a long way. His coaching, Day Ball, whatever quarterback coach he works with, he's come a long way. But I always say when in tight situations where everything is on the line, you revert back to what you know. And all that training that you've done goes out the window and you go back to what got you there and you saw flashes of that yesterday.
2: If you guys are a Buffalo Bills fan this week w- what's going through your mind are, are you optimistic I mean it was a historic season for for a lot of different reasons or does the idea of Patrick Mahomes now being your new Baltimore <laughs> way on your way on your mind
0: I think what happens now for Bill's fans is the regular season becomes boring because you've now established yourself as you know, you're a playoff caliber team year in and year out. That's you know, you're gonna get to the playoffs. You don't care about the regular season anymore. That's you're gonna do what you have to do to get to the playoffs. So Bills fans, think about how like every game was just so big in, in the regular season because yeah. when you're eight and eight, nine and seven, it's like, you know, we're every game's big, we're fighting to make the playoffs. No. Now it's expected to make the playoffs. Now it's the pressure's on now because we know we have to get better and beat Kansas City in the playoffs. And and the whole goal, they just have to their regular season now has to be how are we getting prepared to beat Kansas City?
1: Nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. I mean, all I would say is depends on what type how many drinks you have. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if you're starting out, you're like, man, like I said, we just got rid of Brady, now we got Mahomes after four or five. You know what though? We'll be there. We just gotta do this, we gotta do that. There's some things they can do, and they're going to have to really play a perfect game in the playoffs to beat Mahomes. Everybody will. And you can do that, but you ain't going to do it consistently.
0: Let's put it that way. Hey, you were saying how – we always say how you have to go through the champ. You got to knock out the champ to be Mm -hmm. the champ. Well, how many times has Mayweather been knocked out? Zero. Yeah.
2: Down these lines, you guys – I mean, imagine when you're in Buffalo – how much is Tom Brady and the Patriots, how much are they on your mind when you're, you know, making personnel moves or are you, are you thinking like this is the the dragon we've got to slay. So we've got to do that. I mean, you're not coaching on the sideline, but are you thinking about this obstacle in your way?
1: You have to, especially because the first thing you do when you, when you're thinking about your team is the first goal is to win the division and then build a team for single elimination football. But we couldn't even get past the division. So everything we do and did was to try to win the division. And we had a board where we had every position listed, and we ranked the players from each team in that position. So at quarterback, Tom Brady was always number one. And then we were like, all right, blah, 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 for each team in the division. So we knew where we needed to improve to try to match up in the division. And that position we just couldn't – we could never find
2: Man, that's that that's fascinating. I can remember talking about, like, the hype in regular season games, like that week. Was it week two that the fans raised money for the Guinness Book of World Records to be there, the Patriots, when they came to town? Like that, oh, man, I mean, coming off that Colts win, I mean, it was re- hype and the hope was real, and then Brady just comes in and does what Brady does. They kept throwing in that game, though, too. Like, they kind of gave you guys a shot at the end, now that I think about it. It's um, big
1: brother coming in, the little brother. Oh, you're so yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who's doing that now? Mahomes.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, we could talk about this game all day. But, I mean, any final thought? I know, you know, we're going to have time to talk about the Super Bowl matchup and the Chiefs, but just out of this AFC championship game, did anything else stand out to you guys that you want to hit on?
1: I think for me it was Kansas City's defense. I was uh, – Really concerned, or, or not concerned, saying that, that if anything, where the Buffalo Bills could have a chance was trying to outcoach their defense and Dave Old putting a scheme together, and then it was going to be a shootout. Still thought Kansas City would win at the end, but I thought they would get a better game. But to get the pressure on him, where they have four sacks, I, I did not see that coming. Jim, anything?
0: I, I saw a great tweet from um, Dominique Foxworth about Josh Allen should have to pay the fines at the end of that game for all those, you know, guys are going to get fined for getting into it. And what, you know, all those penalties, if there were fines. I, I didn't like that by Josh yeah. when he threw that ball. And I, I, I just can't picture like Drew Brees, you know, and I don't, I just don't picture the, I don't picture Brady. I don't think those guys, I don't see those guys as sore losers like that. And I thought that was a sore loser move. Like, that, that started – that there was no
1: reason for that, and I didn't like that. Reverts back to what you know and what you're truly about. When the chips are down and things aren't going your way, your true identity is revealed. And I'm, I'm with you. I did not like that whatsoever.
2: Same here. I mean, it was immature like right when you think you might have matured to a point to not do that. I, yeah, I have a hard time seeing Tom Brady or Drew Brees. I mean, they've done stuff in the past, I'm sure, that I'm – not remembering, but, yeah, nothing
0: nothing like that. So, Bill, sorry, Jim, go ahead. No, I, I have a tough time. I don't like calling people in the chair because, I mean, I was upset last night losing both those bets, and now tonight I'm betting on Southern Illinois. <laughs> Just try to damage control yesterday. Try to get it back, but I, I feel immature with my gambling right now. But yeah. Anyway, that was not a good look for a franchise quarterback. I didn't think. Much wetter, better way to put it. Well said.
2: Yeah. What do the Bills need? I mean, I mean, it looks like they could use a, I don't know, to me like a, a, a running back that can maybe catch the ball out of the backfield. Some kind of dynamic threat that you got a game plan for. Um, a pass rusher. I mean, who really scares you up front? You gotta get somebody that's gonna get Mahomes off his spot. I mean, let, like Tampa Bay beat Aaron Rodgers. You gotta get pressure. I don't know. To me, those are two spots. That, I, I don't know who you find
1: and how you get them. But
2: um, anything stand out
1: right now? The I have to say, I wouldn't say the pressure, but the the emphasis now will be on Brandon Bean and the scouting department. Uh, they're gonna have to draft well. I mean their draft choices are going to have to start playing, especially knowing that they're going to have, they're going to about to pay the quarterback. And that puts more importance on your personnel department because you can't go out and pay free agents anymore because that cap pit from the quarterback is going to eat so much of it that your first, second, third round guys need to be starters or contributors right off the bat, heavy contributors. And your fourth through seventh rounds need to be backups that, spot play and give you depth and, and, and help you on special teams. So the, the spotlight, I mean, again, they're not going to be sleeped on anymore. The, the, the mark is out on them and they're going to have a bullseye, but there's not only going to be a bullseye on the field. It's going to be off the field with the whole organization.
0: You know, what's funny when you're, when your season ends like this and all year, right. You just love your roster. Like, man, we did it. Every Now when you lose, And now what you do in the front office, and we've been through this, it's now every guy stinks, right? Now it's like Feliciano, that right guard for the Bills, who I've heard them talk about, that that guy can't play. Like he he got exposed yesterday. He got exposed the week before. Like, you know, you never hear any bad press on certain guys because you're winning. But now Mm -hmm. they're going to start taking some looks at guys like him. The tight end situation, I think, is a joke. I don't think they're helping their quarterback out tight end. And I agree with the running back stuff has to get better. Like, they don't have a playmaker at running back. They're just – they're by the book. You know, Moss is a powerful straight-ahead runner and single they, – they just get with the offense designs. I don't see those guys being difference makers. And then I agree with Tyler on defense a little bit. They're, they're going to have to find – you know, hey, they took Ed Oliver high. I didn't even know he was on the field yesterday. He might have been. Um, Edmonds, I, we talk every week. I never see it with Edmonds. I don't like him as a linebacker. The safeties, the safeties are going to get older. I mean, they're going to get sl- – like, the speed of that defense – now, I know Kansas City is ridiculous fast. Like, they are. They make everybody look slow. But this is when you go from, wow, we did it. We built a great roster. I'm executive of the year to, wow, we got to move on from this guy, from this guy, from this guy. We got to pay this Josh guy. Josh Norman. I mean – Oh, he looked that, – that, uh, that was rough watching him try to run mm-hmm. on that play. And he just looked like <laughs> – because he, was, he wasn't fast coming out.
1: No, oh. no. He looked like one of us coming off the couch trying to go <laughs> catch Tyreek. Come on.
2: I mean, and, and Tremaine Edmonds is the big decision there. I mean, I, I know he made the Pro Bowl, but I, I feel like whenever I'm isolating on him yeah. and watching him closely, it's not a very pretty sight. I mean, we're past the point where we say how young he is. I know he came into the NFL at a very young age. We're, we're, we're past that point. Now it's about running that defense and he was exposed against the Chiefs, too.
1: Who on that defense, besides maybe Jerry Hughes will give you a splash play, but who's consistently giving you splash, splash plays on that defense? And and, and, and in, in a game like yesterday, because Tredavious White didn't make any splash plays, no one on that defense made a splash play. And you need people like that to step up again. Like Mona said, forget the regular season now. It's about playoffs. We need big time players to come up and make big time plays in big time situations. And no one did that for the bills. And that's where Mona said, we'd be sitting there and be like, okay, we know what it looks like. Do we have any of those guys on our team? Cause we know where we want to get to go, where we need to go.
2: And people might think, you know, Oh, these, these three guys are being, they're being too harsh. What a season, you know, the, the bills accomplished this. Like, this is a good place to be in if you're if you're the Bills. Like I remember covering the Packers and like the entire beat, like it was what 20 or 2010 to 2015. It was you know, so many epic playoff defeats that were just like gut punch. You know, throw that NFC Championship in, in Seattle in there. But like, you, you if you're you have a team that you think can compete and win a Super Bowl, you better be really critical of yourself and, and really put these players under a microscope because who knows how long your window of opportunity is going to be open. Like they they've got one, you gotta take advantage of it and I mean this is such a huge offseason everywhere you look on that roster
1: and i and I would just ask those fans, would you rather be talking about what it takes to beat Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl or what it's going to take to get to the playoffs? Yeah so completely. you're in a good situation completely. And you got
0: get used to and you got to get used to draft, drafting late in the first round
1: mm-hmm. so.
0: You, you're not going to be spending the ammo to go up anymore. You got your quarterback, and you're about to lock him up. So all that trading up crap is done. You, this is your team. You're going to be drafting in the 25s to 32s, and and are you getting? Are you going to be able to get impact players at those picks? EJ Finessa, another guy that they didn't, you know, he got exposed by Mahomes.
2: Man, that was those back to back whips. I mean, you almost expect Mahomes just to evade a free runner at this point,
1: and he does it all the time. But, again, big-time players yeah. make big-time plays in big-time situations. And that's what you want on your team. That's what Mahomes does. That's what Tyreek Hill does. That's what Kelsey does. Depends on where you want to get. If you just want to be consistently in the playoffs, great. Have Edmonds, Oliver, Tradavius White, even though I do like Tradavius. But if you want to get to the Super Bowl and try to hoist that trophy – you need guys that when it's time to make plays, they make plays, and they're fighting each other to make those plays.
2: And you, you make a run at Miles Garrett, like I, what? Can, what can they realistically? I not looked. I guess I haven't looked at the free agent class myself, but like yeah. it's hard to find those guys. You
0: know, they're I me mean,
2: picking late now. You don't it's got hard. a lot of it's money to, to spend. It's hard.
0: So I was just gonna say it's hard to pay those guys when you're about to drop what they're gonna drop on the quarterback. Yeah. Yep.
2: What are you guys drinking right now? We didn't even uh, get into that at the top. I forgot to ask. Go ahead. Monus?
0: Went with Negroni tonight, Doug. Nice. nice. Yeah, I needed a little – I had a little too much beer yesterday. I had to switch it up.
1: Same here. I got a little uh, smoky mezcal and uh, a little bubbly uh, lime soda water. So get my – it was – yeah, like you said – the beer consumption over the weekend was a little too much. I had to take a break. <laughs> well, I'm
2: actually putting on those calories with a little. Hamburg Brewing Company, our, our loyal partners here, OMS, Oatmeal Milk Stout. Not a big stout guy, as you know, Jim. Jim knows. Yeah, we talked about it's that. It's smooth. Yeah. It's smooth, I'm telling you. It's working. It's working Working. You. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Got no segue, but let's jump into it. He's very careful and calculated with his words. He knows the power of what he says when he says it. We've sat down for one on ones in the past. It, when I was on the beat, we, you know, it was a good hour. You get, get into a lot of stuff. And he's in that setting or at his locker in a scrum, whether he's on a Pat McAfee's show, he knows the weight of his words. He knows what he says will be the headline. So Green Bay loses another NFC championship game, drops him to 1 and 4, tied with Donovan McNabb most championship losses ever and drops that little nugget that turns into a bomb and says, you know, I don't really know what what my future is, paraphrasing. Doesn't I don't know if I'm going to be here next year basically. Contractually, I mean, he's got the 3 years left. I don't have the dollars and cents in front of me. I know Mike Florio made a case where, you know, there could be a way out or a way for a trade to kind of happen. And then the Packers don't take that big of a hit, but it would be a hit. The, the, The Packers, I don't, to me, I feel like the Packers just have all the leverage. I mean, we've talked about this. I think it was genius. Get the guy, develop a quarterback, develop Jordan Love, and look, there were signs of decline in Aaron Rodgers a year ago. Week 17 against Detroit, you saw it. The NFC Championship against the 49ers, you saw You can see the thinking there on okay, maybe let's get ahead of this. Maybe he's only has a year or two left, and if we can piss him off in the meantime by drafting a rookie, all the better. He might he's going to win MVP. They're that close to the Super Bowl. But it, it I, I don't. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the Packers have the leverage here. They can just say Aaron Rodgers, you're our quarterback. You're you're going to play. You know, Unless he's just going to sit out and publicly demand a trade, which I'd be surprised to see. And you develop Jordan Love. You, know? you you let him sit for another year or two. And when those lines cross, that's when you make the move. But I think Aaron Rodgers knew what he was – he knew that would be the headline. He knew there would be this outcry. There was one story written after after another. They haven't done enough for Aaron Rodgers. They're wasting his prime. How dare Brian Gouda – Put him in a mental place where he's this unhappy. Look, right before halftime, what did you guys see? The force feed into Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard wide open on that little in-breaking route. Cornerback falls down. He doesn't see him. He's forcing Devontae all the way. What what did you see in the second half? The Pass, 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 punt after an interception. And then later on, (laughs) the third and goal. I mean, he could have ran that in. He loves talking about being an athletic physically tough guy at this stage of his career. What an opportunity to show it, to prove it, to go win your team the game. Um, and he forced it to Devontae Adams. Matt LaFleur, the, I mean, obviously I don't think it was a good call, but there, there's a lot that happened up to the call that we're all talking about there. It's It just seems ridiculous that we blame everybody but Aaron Rodgers for that loss. I know he played very, very well, but that headline kind of shouted down anything else we'd be saying about him out of that loss, I feel like.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a brilliant move by him. Let me take a shot at the at the coach because the coach didn't put it in my hands to go win the game, and then everybody will talk about my future and not about my missteps in the game. Right? No one's talking about how he played, how he missed the throw, how he didn't run. Everybody's talking about how his future. So, if you, I think it's just a it's a gamesmanship by him. And he's a smart guy, and it also, like you said, now you're talking about why didn't the floor? I mean, he's arguably one of the best. He's arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. He's been to the NFC championships before. You're a young coach. Let's let's put it on my guys' back, uh, and you didn't do it, and that's why those aren't my decisions. So, it's it's a great deflection tool. So that's the way I look at it. Really?
0: What's crazy is he
1: totally outplayed
0: Brady in that game. I just watched. I watched. it, just watched it again today. Watch that game, NFL Game Pass. Brady was a joke in that second joke. half. Joke. in the second half. High school jump ball. I'm just throwing it. I don't care if it gets picked. Should have had four picks. Three of them were. Which you never win games like that, and they did. So credit to them. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how Green Bay lost that game. Um, I really don't. And, and Aaron Rodgers, yes, he missed that. He, he didn't see, you know, when Lazard was open, you know, the corner fell down. He missed that for sure. But for the coach not to let Rodgers, like, that's crazy for me. To floor, if, if I'm going out, I'm going out with Aaron Rodgers. I have no problems with that. And for them to do that was strange to me, to not give him a chance. And I think that's why Rodgers, I think that's why he said what he said. I think he felt that way. Like, that's how I'm going to have to lose standing on the sideline. You didn't let me lose it on my own. And, yes, he didn't – it wasn't his best – it wasn't, like, a great game by Rodgers. But it was good. I mean, he played well. They, when they're down like that and they have to throw, those those offensive tackles got exposed against mm-hmm. against some really good defensive ends mm-hmm. as well. And, and they couldn't – you know, at that point they weren't going to do. they didn't care about the running game. So Tampa knew that. And Tampa's defense is definitely showing up. But For Tampa to not have their safeties in – Oh, they starting safeties, yeah, and, and Green, you know, and Green Bay, you know, Green Bay made their comeback, but for them not to take advantage of those interceptions like that was just that was, so, I, that was shocking. Agreed. Mm-hmm.
2: Six yeah. points, uh, three interceptions. Aaron and Rodgers, Brady, was...
0: Brady gave them that game. We're sitting and worshiping Brady. He gave him, He gave Green Bay every opportunity to win that game. That was a hell of a throw though to Scotty Miller there. Oh no, he half, made some. He know? did make some great. No, his first stat. Some of those deep balls are just beautiful. Like he does yeah. throw a beautiful deep ball. He
1: does. Hey, bonus, here's a stat. Brady is three and one in playoff games when throwing three interceptions.
0: I Saw that, that today.
1: I, I saw that. I was, I, I was just like, this cannot be true.
0: Because we hammered Any turnovers as the number one stat, and it's like, mm-hmm. and, and with Isn't Brady, that an ability to
2: he makes the play when you
0: need the play, like when you
2: absolutely. Need it.
0: He does make it. Although the biggest third down, Godwin on an outcut in the second half, was wide open, and Brady just mm. wide, he freaking – I mean, it was a, a hard whip, throw. Yeah. I mean, he was keeping Green Bay in that game. His second half was pathetic. Like, it mm. really was.
2: Aaron Rodgers was also two of nine and goal to go. Not defending
0: that. Right. Yeah, right. Yep.
2: I guess my point – is I, maybe it's just from covering some of those epic playoff losses – I feel like I just get sick and tired of the same tired narrative out of these games, where it's everybody else that stinks in Green Bay, not the quarterback. Like at some point, we talk so much about quarterbacks rising up in the moment. You're one and four in the NFC Championship game. You're a Hall of Famer. People say the best arm in NFL history, and you haven't won a Super Bowl since 2010. Um, he's. F- I, 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 I'm not going to put this loss on Bob Tunyon. Marquez, Valdez, Scanlon, Alan lazard I mean, these guys made plays. They, they did. MVS had some plays out there. And, and they were running the ball pretty well. You wonder kind of like out of that one Jair Alexander pick that when they threw, 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 threw is that LaFleur calling those plays? Is the Aaron Rodgers wanting to throw? Like you got this pass rush coming in. They're killing your tackles. And you've got the ball. And it's in the fourth quarter. You're in control. I don't know. That was kind of an opportunity maybe to run it down their throat a little bit.
1: I agree with you. They were, what, down by five for mm-hmm. plenty of time. You didn't have to abandon the run. So, and again, that may be a little jab. That's why Rodgers may be throwing a little more jab. Like, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do because maybe he's not seeing the future with this head coach and where it, he wants to go at this time in his career. So there might be some foreshadowing there. So it's going to be interesting. Now, again, there's so many other – parts of the equation that is going to make it a very difficult thing to unwind mm-hmm. for him to get out of green Bay, but stranger things have happened.
2: We're seeing a lot of player empowerment. Like, I don't know, even when you guys are running the show, how were there this many star players trying to take back their control? I mean, look at the Deshaun Watson situation. I mean, sure looks justified. A lot of these situations are justified. I mean, Stefan Diggs was unhappy in Minnesota, Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe, I mean, Le'Veon Bell to a degree, obviously. I mean, so many of these stars, it's like they don't care what their contract situation is. They don't care about it. They just want they want to get the hell out of where they're at. And in so many words, Aaron Rodgers is kind of saying that, right? I mean, he pretty much is.
1: You, you look at the NBA. The NBA started it, and it gave voice to the players, and players understand the talent is what makes this whole machine run. And if I have superior talent, You need me more than I need you. It's harder to find a Deshaun Watson than it is a Bill O'Brien, a Nick Cesario, you know, Jack Estherby, even an owner. You can find those guys. You can't find Deshaun Watsons. So while he is at the height of his career or any of these players, they say, you know what? I got a voice. And and if you're not going to pay me, someone else will. And guess what? Someone else will.
2: You see his Brady going into Tampa and – they're letting the whole TB12 method hang out on the sideline, and here's Gronk, here's Shady, here's Fournette, here's AB. Like, got everything. I'm sure that's pissing him off.
0: Hey, is uh, is Shady McCoy the new Robert I
1: <laughs> Think so.
0: <laughs>
1: big shots. Just, just collect. Just hey, collect champions.
2: those, collect those rings, Hey, Robert <laughs> Ory hit some pretty big shots. But
0: I will. I was, was going to say the difference is. Shady needs
1: to get in on a, in a game and do yeah. it. Yeah. You know what the well, best Speaking th- of which, we kept our streak alive. Since we've been gone, every Super Bowl, there's been at least one player that we ever drafted or signed representing the Super Bowl. So, that's right. That's kept right. Kept our streak, streak alive. We got two, Shady and Sammy. I love it. Sam, well, you know,
2: they're just saving Sammy for the Super Bowl. Like, you know, like, like, like that's his last game. Year. That's his game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real, but before I forget, the best Robert Ory analogy I heard was uh, somebody said like he's just like Nate Dogg, the rapper, right? You don't remember any like Nate Dogg single, so you don't know, say like, oh that Nate Dogg, song. I, but he's always you know featured and it's a banger, it's just amazing, you know. It's kind of Robert
1: Ori, you know, yep. he's gonna he's gonna hit yep. that three when A tips it out, he's he's gonna be there. You you remember that Nate Dogg first, but you don't remember any of his singles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's right, that's right. I mean, how do you think this ends with, with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? I mean, what, I don't, I think that eventually he'll just kind of cool down and Green – Brian Gutekind isn't going to blink. I, I feel like he'll and – he, and he can take public shots. He's tough enough. And I, I can see him just stay in the course. You're our quarterback this year. Jordan Love isn't quite there yet. I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would, would really change the rhetoric to – demanding a trade or even to where Deshaun Watson is is
1: right now I I could be wrong I guess we'll see I think it I think a telltale sign is the moves they make in the offseason what are they doing free agency and what do they do in the draft and once he starts to see that and what course the organization is taking there then his stance may get stronger or he may say hey fellow's I was just upset. It was right after a game, another loss, especially at home in front of our fans. They're such great fans. That was just me blowing off some steams. I'm committed to this organization. I want to go out being a Packer, blah, 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 blah. But if they start going a different direction and not trying to take that team's level of talent to the next stage where they can get past the NFC Championship into the Super Bowl, and putting the places pieces into the organization that he feels are necessary to make that step, yeah. then it may get sticky. What would you do, Doug? I mean, like you interviewed for that job. If if you're the
2: GM of the Packers right now, do you kind of do you kind of cave and start spending like crazy because that's what your quarterback wants? I, I don't, you there's got, a lot of other factors, cap yeah. and stuff. But what would you do?
1: What? Right. No, I I I bring him in with the head coach and say, hey, fellas, as we go, this organization goes. Let's figure this out. You have two or three years left. Let's find out what you think we need. We'll say I'll find out what the coach thinks we need. I'll say what we need, and we'll have internal debate but external unity. And that's why Watson is so jacked off. They brought him in and did that and then said, okay, thank you, bye, and did <laughs> did not follow up on it but you have to follow up on it. He is such a talent. It's hard to, th- and, and people say, well, love this, love that. Love wasn't going in the top 10. He, they may luck up on him, but I'm not, as Brian Goodith. I'm not banking my career on that. I'm banking on the, the proven guy. So you, you got three years left under contract. Let's ride it out with him and let's make this last run. And then hopefully we hit on love and we'll figure that out later
2: alternate universe if the vikings don't take justin jefferson i think green bay takes him there and wow what a different conversation we're having right now you know
0: very much so very much so so what,
1: what do you, you think what do you think monas oh no
0: i'm not i'm aaron Stan. i'm not i'm not i'm not losing well i mean do you do you give it and like
2: do you go I, full jason light like bruce arians you know whatever you want aaron just tell us or do you, well, kind you have of to be stay careful
0: before? yeah you have to be careful with that because you have to build your team and, and for your future and for the team's sustained success but rogers is everything's fine it, you got you, that that game was yours to win i think mike petten who i really yeah. respect as a coach i that was some garbage like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what happened i don't know what he was thinking at the end of that first half and then really through the game but Green Bay has, it. I mean, obviously they have a, a stud, stud corner in Alexander, but those other guys got exposed. I mean, you know, so they, it's not just, you know, we always put the, you know, we always talk quarterback, but I, Aaron Rodgers is not the problem in Green Bay. I really don't think that's an issue, and I, I don't think he's, I don't think you need to move on from him. I think everything's okay. I would just try to, hey, what did we do wrong? And I think the coaches need to look at themselves. I really do oh, on that one. Yeah. Like, I, how could you? As a head coach, and you have Aaron Rodgers, not let him oh. be the reason you lose. Like, I just yeah. don't understand that. And how can you, as a defensive coordinator, give up that? I just don't, I will never. There are defenses designed to stop end of the half plays. Come on. Like, you don't have to do that. I don't you, know if you saw you the know that
1: saying, too. You're either coaching it or allowing it.
2: Yeah. They had like three defenders in the middle of the field. It was very straight, and the way Kevin King was playing that, I mean, his eyes are looking back at Brady, and Bra- I mean, this is, this is where, I, Jim, I'll say, you know, that play alone is why I think Brady had a great game. If you watch his eyes, he's like holding it right down the middle of the field until the last split second, and then he goes to Miller. I mean, granted, it's one-on-one is- out there. Maybe he's dead either way, but.
0: It was a good throw. I mean, it was definitely a nice play. It was a, certainly a great throw for him. Terrible player.
2: coverage, no doubt.
0: Yeah. But What's it, doing? It was the second half that bothered me with Brady, where he never put – he didn't put Green Bay away. Green Bay put themselves away. Brady kept Green Bay in the game.
2: Aaron Jones did not earn himself a new contract in Green Bay with that fumble either. I probably saw the last game for him there. Um, Man – I'm glad we kind of hit on the teams that aren't going to be around anymore because we got time to talk about the two teams that are in it. I I don't know. The way we've kind of been talking here, guys, it's like, you know, Mahomes is ungodly and the Buccaneers, you know, they've got some good things going, but is it good enough to actually slow down Patrick Mahomes? Any initial first thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I got an initial one. Chiefs by 30. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> not 30, but you know what I mean. I'm taking yes. the cheese. I'm not overthinking it. I don't, I don't see it with Tampa. I don't think they should have won that game. I don't think they should have beat the New Orleans Saints, but guess what? They did. So there, there's certainly something to that and you can't discredit that, what they've done, but he's going to have to, he's about to face a whole new defense than he faced against Green Bay. These guys are getting after it in KC. Mm-hmm. KC secondary is playing well. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all about KC after that, what I just saw.
1: I, I concur. I mean, for me, I see those three interceptions by Brady. I see Kansas City putting pressure on the quarterback that I didn't see earlier in the year. I, I think their secondaries playing well. Uh, it's a, a great story, Tom. But the the, the mantle is going to be passed. It's 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 Mahomes yeah. league now. You know, a,
0: Doug, you made a good point. We were texting yesterday. I mean, we're talking about three Brady picks. The fourth pick would have that that touchdown would have never happened at yes. the end of the yeah, half. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about that. Two
1: plays before that, safety drops that you know easy pick, and he he was throwing jump balls. hmm And in single elimination football, those plays right there are the reason why you win or lose. You need you have to make that pick. You don't make that pick, touchdown. They're up. So. I mean, even
2: more of an indictment, though, on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers that you don't win this at home, at Lambeau Field, when Tom Brady's throwing jump right. balls. Find, find a way to win. I mean, th- th- this is right up there with the Seattle game, I feel like. I mean, th- th- this was their game, their season, their Super Bowl to be had, and they – Dribble down their leg, as Doug says. <laughs> I mean, I here's a one just to kind of throw this at you. No, Eric Fisher. I mean, we we saw what Shaq Barrett, JPP can do. Um, I feel like Andy Reid probably will do a, a better job of reacting to pressure than uh, the Packers did, but
1: could could be a, somewhat of a big factor. I'm thinking they're, they're going to be doing – you're going to see more screens, wide receiver screens, tight end screens. You're going to see running back screens. You're going to see a little more running the ball to alleviate them coming off the edge. And protect. he's going to protect his deficiencies. And right now it's the tackles.
2: And you guys are basically saying if you've got some gambling debts, if you're down in the hole, just, you know, empty the bank accounts. You heard it from Doug and Jim you're on the go
1: long podcast (laughs) the only question i have jim is is it the over or the under
0: well i didn't even look yet what is it i saw the spreads three
1: i want to say it's 57 but i'm not sure don't quote me on that
2: Super Bowls tend to be close
1: i mean you're talking over like they
0: we don't see blowouts one thing hey i'm sitting there saying it's never as easy as Degenerate gamblers always like to say, "Oh, I'm Barry, I'm taking the Chiefs big, like they're, like I did. They're going to win by 30. It, I know it's going to be gut wrenching. It's going to be awful. I'm just angry at Green Bay because I took Green Bay. I'm angry at the Bills because I took the Bills. Now I'm taking <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. I'm taking Southern <laughs> Illinois.
1: The I'm a, ma- I'm a
0: mess. I'm a mess. I'm just trying to damage control yesterday. I'm trying to figure it out. You're betting on the damn Salukis. <laughs> And Zion Williamson, who can't shoot. He scores 30 points a game and can't shoot. I'll never understand it.
2: How's he been this year? I have not watched the NBA. I've been a terrible – I'm not
0: into Zion. I'm not into him. No, you're over him? Yeah. Mm. Doug? He can't be your I best was... player. He can't be no. your best player. Really? Mm-mm. He's not yeah. number one. Mm-mm.
2: Is he kind of chubby out there? I remember the bubble games. He kind of seemed like a little –
0: no, I just think he can't. I just don't. You can't. He can't create, and he's no threat to shoot. So how can he be your star? You know, your number yeah. one. Man, his cards exploded. So you should sell your Zion cards. No, he's gonna put oh, up what, stats.
1: Yeah.
2: What's his card worth now? Oh my god! Are you guys into sports cards
1: yet? Mm-hmm. I, I I've been. Paying attention, that's things just going out out of the that That's roof. a big
0: thing right now. My friend does that. He goes around and just buys. Um, that's a big thing on eBay, I guess. Where oh. if you just get anybody's rookie card right now, so you just hey, I got whoever the rookie oh. of the week is. If you if you have one of his cards and put it on eBay, people are just wiping it up. Yeah, so I heard that is a big thing.
2: It's right now. it's insane. I mean, the quarantine life just it, it's skyrocket because of Zion, John Moran. I mean, you can get Zion card I mean there're tens hundreds of thousands of dollars it's depending mm-hmm. on the card yeah oh yeah it's 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 nuts like it it's not a, a i mean you can't even get retail cards i mean trust me i stop at targets and walmart's here and there trying and the the stories of uh, my wife's uncle like he he's into it i mean he travels a lot for work and he said like there'll, there'll be a line of people waiting for the card vendors and they tell you like one at a time like it's it's not, I want to uh, see a 30 for 30. I'm like where the card market is right now because it's hey, it's, it's insane. Walmart people but, like coordinate people who work at the Walmarts, like we need an investigative reporter to get to the bottom of this <laughs> shit. That pisses me
0: <laughs> off. My, friend, my friend's been doing it. He just put me onto it about a month ago, and I, I couldn't – I didn't know it was such a craze. But when I was in high school, we used to play – we used to have like – we would play blackjack you know, in people's basements, one-on-one blackjack. <laughs> but instead of money we were gambling baseball cards. Oof. yeah. Like I'll put up my, you know, my you know, Ricky Henderson rookie against your Will Clark rookie, you know, whatever whoever it was. I mean, it was like back then it was major. I mean, we I was stressed, oh. but that's where it all started for me back then.
2: So. I still remember being in like 4th or 5th grade and my dad told me, "Do not trade this Michael Jordan card." I had a it was a Rock Tops Rock Stars insert and it was really valuable. And my buddy talked me into trading him that card for, like, a Pete Rose card. And I made the mistake during the last dance. That's when the card market took off and on eBay. And it was, like, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars at that point. So, so um, my
0: brother had a Michael Jordan rookie. um, Ooh. And it wasn't mint condition. It was close. He had it appraised and everything. But during what you just said, Tyler, he sold it during quarantine because it was maxed out because it wasn't mint condition. So he's, like, when the last dance came out, he sold it. And um, with that money, he bought a, a puppy. Uh, he named the puppy Rookie.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man, we could talk about cards all day. I love this. So, cards hey, Gambling. Just...
1: No, I was going to say, look, you want to take a step further? I just read an article the other day that now it's not Rookie Cards. People are buying the rights to dunks, like video clips of dunks. And they're trading them now. They're ta- You're talking what? about $35,000 for the highlight reel of players, especially basketball players. And then they're trading those on the secondary market. It is unreal. That's insane. I haven't heard of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. I'll send you the an article. And, and, and they're even saying that you'll still be able to see them on YouTube, but they're still a market because people can say, I own – Jordan's slam dunk contest jump. I own the rights to that. I'm like, well, you can still see it anywhere else. No, but I still own the rights. And the aftermarket there is going for, you know, six figures.
2: Michael Jordan has no claim to that dunk. Like, man. That's crazy. What a world. What a world. You know what? Isn't it great to talk about sports? For the longest time, we had nothing. Think about Mm -hmm. it. Like from March to, what, June? Like there's just nothing. It's
1: I always think about this, Monus, when you're talking about when you were in uh, New Orleans and during draft meetings, you, your buddy said, I've come to the end of the internet. When there was no sports, I'd come to the end of Netflix. I'd watch everything out there. I was just <laughs> I was like, I, there's nothing else for me to watch. I, I, I had to get sports back.
2: Did you, did you like Tiger
1: King, Doug? It was entertaining. I mean, it, 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 it was definitely entertaining. Absolutely.
2: It was strange. I didn't know how I felt after it. You know, it's entertaining. It kind of, kind of feel a little sick. Oh, I felt
1: dirty. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, first of all, you like, there's really people out there that are this enthralled with that section of society. It's, it's, it's kind of, kind of dirty. It, it tells you a lot about our society and what we, yeah. put uh, our emphasis on.
2: I know it. Man, that was great, guys. We should just keep BSing, and but uh. I think that's a good spot there, unless there's anything mm-hmm. else,
1: Jim, Doug. No, we're good. Who's your guest this week? You guys got come
2: We're with. still working on it. I got a few yeah, uh, lines in the water. Don't wanna, don't wanna tease too much here in case it doesn't pull through. But um, yeah, we gotta we gotta figure that out. That'll be good. Okay. Two weeks hey. of hype. Two weeks of hype.
1: Yeah. The worst. I feel bad for all media people, and the two weeks from now until the Super Bowl. I mean. How many stories can you think of? And how many times can you talk about Brady and Mahomes? It's just, it's, I think it's straight misery for people in the meeting. Oh, Here's man. the I,
0: story. Here's the story, Tyler, since you have to do the stories and Doug and I don't have to do what you me. do. You need to get Brady and you need to find out how miserable Giselle is that he still wants to play football. <laughs> Like, I don't think he's ever going to quit because she must be the most miserable person in the world. And that's the question I need answered from Tom Brady. Like, did you, do you can't stand her that much? You're going to keep playing football and you don't need to. That says everything about his life.
1: And the second question I want you to ask him is how hard does she laugh when he shows her his checks?
0: Oh, how cute is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, Tom. Oh, Tom. Tom, you got your head beat in for, all oh, that nice little check? Um, I just walked a runway and made double your money. So, yeah, you keep going. You get your head beat in.
2: <laughs> like it, is, it is insane. Like, he has accomplished everything. He's won everything. Like, you have – like, Giselle makes more money than you. Like, you've got kids. Huh. Why? I, hey. do, you, do you really want to prove a point? Is, is it proven a point, like – I can do this without
0: Bella Belich- I mean, I think that's why? a huge
2: reason. That's got to be. I
0: promise you this. I promise you Tom Brady gets yelled at more at home than he ever has on a football field by a coach. And that's why he likes playing football. He can go there and do his thing and not get yelled at. Mm-hmm. He goes home. He's a regular guy just like all of us. He's getting ripped yep. all the time. Well, you got some inside
2: info on Giselle. She just sounds terrible to, to no, be I around No, I just can't here.
0: figure out why he would keep playing. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that,
1: that'd be the only reason. That's the only logical reason. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. got to be it
2: all right well hi, fellas (laughs) great talking that was fun thanks so much guys we'll be back um i think we'll be back later this week with a podcast for everybody We'll uh we're still figuring out like the logistics with with hamburg brewing everybody should go there in person they're open now so head in there drink some beer hang out have a good time we're gonna find a spot to set up there and uh, maybe we'll do like a live show and if you're around town come say hi
1: let me hey, – actually, let me know. Uh, we may be – my in-laws are maybe heading to Holiday Valley, so I might be coming up. So I'll, let oh, you, I'll wow. keep you guys – yeah. That's I'll a game changer,
2: Doug. I'm from Ellicottville. We might have to take it on the road.
1: Take the show on the road.
2: Let's go down to, the, to Mom and Dad's Rock Bar in uh, Great Valley, New York. Let's do it. All right.
1: What do you uh, say? If, if, if it's a go, I'll, I'll give you guys the dates and let's get it done.
2: Beautiful. All right. I wanna put the pressure My on belt. Dad. We're making that happen. Right, thanks for listening, everyone.